What's up, everybody? It's Taylor and Chris here with Tenant Cloud. I'm Taylor, and this is Chris. Hiya. We are here today to talk to you about something crazy. Crazy! Something cool. Not really. Okay. Yeah. Some people think it is. It's more crazy than it is cool. It's contentious. Yes. And it's rentous. That's not a word. But (laughs) controlling rent. Hmm? Controlling rent. Rent control. Not on just a local level, but on a state level. Whole state. So me as a landlord, I'm allowed to control my rent right now? Uh, well, no, the, yeah, well, yeah, right now you can. Yeah, if you want to give a rent increase, you can definitely do that. You can give as high of a rent increase that you want. Currently. Currently. Okay. But. And that's going to continue. Maybe here. Maybe <laughs> in some other states, but you know where it's not going to continue. Somewhere where I'm probably not going to buy a rental property. It might still be good because it's a cool place to live, but they've got trees and everything. Oregon. Ooh. Oregon. California. What did they do? And Illinois. They're all in this thing. They're, they've got this, this uh, law that they want to throw in, which those states are gaining a lot more people. Um, moving to those states, moving to Chicago, moving to the burbs of Chicago, California. Obviously, we have L.A., San Diego, San Fran, beautiful Central Coast. People love Cali. And Oregon, Oregon is gaining a huge amount of people moving there. Um, and you know. I have some relatives that live there now. Cool. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Where at? Oregon. Oh. Yeah. Just the, the state. <laughs> I don't actually know where. No. <laughs> I just know they live in Oregon. Well, if they're renting, tell them to tell them that they they uh, their landlords can't jack up their rent. That was yeah. I was gonna say something along those lines. Their mm-hmm. landlords have to possibly abide by this law if it goes through. It has gone through. It has gone through. Yes. Breaking news. Signed. This law has been signed. <laughs> So let's actually tell them a little bit about what this bill does now, this law will do yep. in Oregon. Yeah, it is the Senate Bill 608. That's happened at 607. Very unique number. I'm not sure what that, I'm assuming 608 means something. Maybe it's a area code or something. I don't know. Uh, but it's statewide rent control. This is not a city. This is not a county. This is the state. Senate bill was passed and it is designed to overcome the housing crisis and provide affordable renters uh, or rentals to lower income populations. That's the intention behind the bill anyway. Mm-hmm. So while some people may disagree with the bill, it sounds like the intentions behind the bill are probably in the right place, we're yep. assuming. Yep. Um, because average rent has risen by over 30% in Portland alone since just 2011. That's seven years, and it's risen 30%. It's a lot. If you've lived there for seven years and you got in on the ground level, whoo, 
That's a lot of extra money that you've been paying over those seven years for rent. It's one of the highest rent increases in the country. Yeah, I believe it. And uh, so they proposed this uh, law, which was approved by the general legislature and then sent to the governor um, to be signed, which it was. And it is, yes, breaking news. And uh, it would do three core things. which are, one, it would cap rent increases at 7% above the cost of living or at the CPI, uh, Consumer mm-hmm. Price Index. That's a whole another topic. Uh, two, it would limit the ability for landlords to use no-cause evictions for tenants that have lived in a rental for longer than 12 months, which I didn't know that was a thing. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure I'm opposed to that, being able to just evict somebody without any reason. Um, it's like firing somebody. Yeah, I can't. In the years that I've spent quite a few years in property management, I don't. I've never evicted somebody without a reason. I mean, I've always right. had a reason. It's usually been a pretty usually good reason. Yeah. 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 Uh, and three, uh, this one I'm not so sure about. If a tenant is evicted, it would require that the landlord pay relocation fees. I would be evicted all the time. <laughs> Pay for my moving. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. Uh, I would not want to be evicted. I haven't looked too deep into the law to see what if that's just across the board or if that's just a general rule of thumb. But if that's a general rule of thumb, that's I disagree with that one thousand percent. I mean, um, I wonder if it's if it's one of those things where it's if maybe it has to fall in line with a certain reason for evicting. Maybe if it was a no-cause eviction, that they would say, you know what, I'll help you move. Let me let me take care of your U-Haul, your movers. I'll take care of it because I could just evict you for no reason. Yeah. I don't know. Seems weird. Like it's a more of a a move-in incentive a move than, in with, incentive. than, a, than an, <laughs> an eviction incentive. You know. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but it is definitely the most aggressive rent legislation that was addressed by a state. But like we said, there's other states that are doing this, not just Oregon. California is also considering the rent control measures, Um, but it was voted down in the general election last year. So uh, there are still a number of legislatures that are still working um, to get this pushed through. LA and San Francisco do have rent control policies, um, and there are other cities in the state that have no limit for rent increases. So the two biggest cities there do have it, and I mean, it's obviously kind of like because they have so many people moving there that they have to put these laws into place, but the smaller cities, they do not really have to worry about that too much because highest population. Well, and uh, it's a similar story is playing out in a lot of cities across the U.S., like Mm -hmm. Austin, Texas, for instance, um, San Antonio, where people are moving to those cities in large numbers, um, and they've experienced explosive growth, and the housing industry uh, developers just, they didn't have enough in the pipeline to be able to uh, maintain supply 
to the demand and the sudden increase in demand and it's been it's been a sustained demand mm-hmm. that's increased in a lot of cities like Portland, Austin, San Antonio and other cities that have experienced that kind of growth and it's kind of been one of the driving factors behind um, the cost of housing to increase so rapidly mm-hmm. in just a span of seven years and it's a different story. You don't hear about the rent control being argued when rents are dropping. Right. And an area does not have the demand. And right. you can get a two-bedroom for $750. Uh, then there's no support for rent control because, uh, I mean, what's the point? Yeah. And so you tend to see these things come up when there is this type of economy in these local areas. Um, and even though it might not be a statewide issue... Because a large percentage of the population is in Portland, in Oregon, that population has driven this conversation, I think, to the point of where the pressure was enough this time around to get this bill through. And it has not been successful in other states. Um, Washington, they attempted to remove, they they actually have a ban on rent control. Mm. uh, And they were trying to remove that ban, and uh, that did not go through they weren't able to to get enough support for that. So, but a 2016 Harvard study states that rent is now 30% or more of income for nearly half of the U.S. renting population. And so, I think that's a, I mean, that's a huge driving force behind why this, this conversation is taking place. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's a pretty big deal to be spending over 30% of your income just to have a roof over your head. I mean, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. And uh, so I can totally understand where people are coming from, from wanting to have uh, some type of rent control in place. Oh, so absolutely. I think, like I said at the beginning, I think the intentions are right. Mm-hmm. But uh, you'll hear plenty of arguments for the other side. For instance, people who are against it, they state that rent control will only restrict supply. Uh, as it pushes landlords to sell instead of rent because uh, they are not incentivized anymore right. to maintain their rental. They might even be capped out and they might not even be able to get a rental increase. Mm-hmm. And what does, that, what does that do to your taxes? And if the taxes in an area go up and you, sure. can't, you, you can't, can't compensate for that right. in your rent charges by increasing your rent costs and that's going to just make the poorest and most vulnerable even worse off than they had been had there not been rent control to begin with and you just let the market play itself out and developers come in and flood the city with all of these permits to build and all these new builds and then all of a sudden you a few years later down the road you have this oversupply or let's say the economy no longer attracts all these people to move to the city in fact maybe it reverses and you have hundreds of people moving out of the city per day as a net Mm -hmm. and that's gonna create more supply in the marketplace which then is going to drive prices down because then there all these rentals have to compete with each other for those renters and uh, I've seen that personally play out in Houston when I was there Uh, went through something similar in Austin where we were increasing rents all the time and then all of a sudden one year it was just came to a screeching halt and we found ourselves with like 10% vacancy and we were competing with properties all around us that had been built up 
and it drove everybody's prices down because now you could get a brand new two bedroom for 1400 and so for a property that was 10 15 years old literally right next door just a, a mile down the street now had to compete and drop their prices because we were charging 13 or 1400 for a two bedroom yeah. well now we had to drop our prices down to 1150 or 1200 just to compete yeah and that's just how the market plays out and mm-hmm. so i can see both sides of the argument especially when there's no end in sight i think that me personally i would like to see something in place that's more temporary and less permanent yeah. Where maybe it's a temporary um, fix or maybe there's a board that an elected board that is able to kind of like water restrictions, you know, like when your right. water supply is getting low and you can right. put in like a water restriction for however much time. Yeah. If you could do that with like rents. OK, well, rents have gone up by 70 percent in seven years or whatever mm-hmm. it is for that area. Well, that that board should be able to implement some type of control just for that area, maybe for right. that city um, right. that's experiencing that incredibly crazy rental increase or inflation in living costs. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not an economist and I'm not a master on this type of thing. It just seems to put something permanent in place like that. So permanent yeah. for and something that's usually a too. temporary situation in yeah. terms of like the market. Yeah, and in terms of like long-term thinking yeah. and the long-term market and the long-term economy, it seems like something that's so temporary, mm-hmm. but yet this law seems so permanent. Right. And so uh, I, I don't know it that a permanent that. law is uh, the right way to go, but I'm not convinced. Laws were meant to be broken. <laughs> I don't think anyone said that, but... You don't want to break this law. No, no, I don't think you can break this law without something bad happening. But it is very interesting, especially on a state level like that. Um, I think you, I mean, obviously we know there are those cities that are just booming with growth. um, But at the same time, it prevents, I think that's going to prevent people from buying places for rentals, you know? I, I, that would scare me off if I knew that this place is potentially going to have a property tax that's going to keep going up and up and up, and I can't compensate for that on my rental. I mean, unless dang. there's controls for that in place, I haven't read the entire right. law. I mean, I've read could be something. I've read quite a bit of it, but some of it is not really in layman's terms, and I'm not. Uh, You're not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer, and I'm not an accountant mm-hmm. or an economist, yeah. so. Uh, these are just things that um, I, I do think that Illinois has a has something here. Uh, they've looked at doing rent control with flexibility with six different regions throughout the state in each region, hmm. similar to what I was saying before, yeah. where they would have like an elected body right. to make decisions regarding that region. Um, and I th- I don't know. I think it might even sh- might even should be more on a, a uh, this should be left to a city level even. Um, yeah. But I think Illinois is on the right track in terms of making it more of a local thing and not a a statewide thing because just like what's good for one state might not be good for another state and just what's good for one city inside of a state might not be good for another city inside of that same state, even if it's just an hour away. Different economy, different things, different driving factors, different everything's different and the economy is different in each even city. Mm -hmm. So, Absolutely. 
Um, but what Illinois would do is establish six regions, uh, and then they would establish a seven-member elected board in each region. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, of course, you know, the city wants their money, too, so they charge landlords a per-unit rent control registration fee. Mm-hmm. And uh, that would pay for the board's operations. Right. So uh, I could see that getting out of control, too. That's uh, seems like a, another tax on top of tax. Yep. But, uh, and as a landlord... I think landlords pay Especially enough taxes already. Yeah, and if it's something that that landlord is basically strong-armed into doing, that's that's not going to be a good... I mean, you're paying a board to regulate your rents for yeah. you, essentially. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it's doing. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah, I, I'm not for this, but you are going to be for it because we're going to make you be for it. Oh, yeah, okay. so I think they're on the right track with the local thing, though. Um I, I, I have to say that from what I know and understand of the Oregon law and just the fact that it is statewide, even if there are benefits to the law and things that I can agree with, which I think there are a couple, I, just, I can't agree with the statewide yeah. implementation. I think that it really should be a law on a state level that legalizes it for the state and then allows the individual cities to set their own uh, parameters enforce yeah. and enforce it on the the city level. Mm-hmm. Um, so permit it on the state level, allow it on a city level. I don't know. I I guess I come away without much of a opinion one way or the other. I can see its benefits and I can see its right. uh, the damages that it could cause. So, yeah. but chime in on our podcast yeah. and chime in. Uh, let us know what you think. Yeah, let us know what you think. We're we always want to hear other people's. You can listen to us, tell our opinions, and all that good stuff. Maybe and you've been involved with rent control, and yeah. you know, have some pointers for the people who might be getting involved with it. Uh, without, and I don't, I don't think the conversation is going away either. I think no. it's just going to become more prevalent. Um, so I think, and I think more cities and more states are going to be talking about it, especially the ones where, like Austin, yep, and San Antonio, where people are continuing to move in large numbers to those areas, and what is it like? The economy is booming. Yeah, it's something crazy. Day, something like yeah, that it's Austin. still to this day, it's crazy. So more people than roads. And maybe uh, I think that it, it does need to be a local conversation. So I think maybe you should, if that conversation has started in your area, um, that you should be involved in it. Especially if you're a landlord, DIY landlord, these type of laws do affect you. Mm-hmm. And Throw I think it's very important. Meetings. Yeah, I think it's very important that um, landlords from all opinions and all backgrounds get uh, involved in that conversation so that. Uh, ultimately, the conversation is directed in a way that's beneficial to all parties involved and mm-hmm. not just one-sided yep. conversations. So. You can't be involved if you're not involved. That is brilliant. That's that's a brilliant. Right? It's so brilliant. Right? Someone <laughs> smart like said that. Blown away. Yeah. Someone smart said that once, and I took it from Awesome. Them. Nice. Just kidding. I, no, <laughs> I, I made that up. So, again, comment on our – we do have a blog on tenantcloud.com on this topic and comment on this podcast anywhere you are hearing this. Follow us. Share it with people who you think might be interested in this or have an opinion on it. We want to hear about it. Uh, share it with your friends, family, everybody. We love the fact that you are listening to this and that you are taking the time to um, pay attention to topics that matter and that are relevant with the real estate market today. And we look forward to uh, spending time and hanging out with you next time. Have a great day, everybody.